0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Haven Reviews. I am your host Sawyer as always and today we are starting a whole new theme. The next three movies are all going to be themed around World War One, and some different stories and different perspectives uh, depending on which movie that we're going to be watching. So for the boots on the ground, soldier experience, and also because I've been meaning to watch it today, we are talking about... All quiet on the western front. Yes, the 2022 version. I actually reviewed the 1930 version back a few years ago. I believe it was around 2019, early 2020. So I feel like my viewing experience was undoubtedly affected by me seeing the original first which I feel like might be the same experience as a lot of people older than me, since it was a classic of its time, the original was. And of course, both of the movies are based off of the memoir of the same name that is now considered a literary classic, especially in the realm of wartime autobiographies. So, with all that being said, I really enjoyed the movie. Absolutely loved it. Um, I will get into some of the things that... I personally didn't like as much as the original, but I have to say, taken all in all, I'm still, it's a little early, but I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because even some of the changes that they made that I may not have preferred as much still had a very palpable message, even if it was a little slightly different than the original movie and possibly the original memoirs I full disclosure I've only read like the first 100 pages I never finished it so that's on me so in order for me to have a fully educated take on this story and the different movies I would need to finish that book but with this somewhat incomplete perspective on this story I will say that I feel that the 2022 version is about as good as you can make this story in the within the modern cinematic lens. And that includes all the practical effects, the cinematography, the acting, just the vibe, uh, the entire vibe of the movie. It simultaneously retains a lot of the overarching themes of this story while also introducing... Sometimes action, sometimes acting in a way that is consistent with our modern era. It offers a really good balance, I feel like, between those two things. Staying true to the original while also offering up something new and not just being a shot-for-shot remake of the original. I mean, the original was made in 1930, and I have to say, for anyone who hasn't seen it, even if you've seen this new one, I'm not saying that the original is better than this, or I'm not trying to be one of those people that's like, well, in the original, I mean, I'm going to do a little bit of that, but I, I want it to be clear that my intention is not to make this movie seem worse, but to just show the enduring nature of this story that has been now propagated twice over in film and originated in the uh, memoirs from the book. This roughly really happened to somebody and in many ways i believe it is meant to be a placeholder an avatar of the common experience for many troops on the front lines even on both sides and that is possibly one of the themes as well but back to my point i really cannot recommend enough that people who enjoyed this new movie go back and watch the original. Even if you're one of those people that don't like old movies, and especially like you think a movie from 1930, you might think, ugh, you know, it's going to be so dated. I promise you, All Quiet on the Western Front is one of those movies that stands the test of time. And the even just the battle sequences, I, I, I mean it when I say they rival this movies. Maybe not in the visceral nature, but if you can take into consideration the time that it was made, it's brutal. I mean, there's even, you know, people's limbs coming off and stuff in, in the 1930 movie. I mean, it's there's a lot of death and mayhem and chaos. It still conveys the exact same theme that this 2022 version does, which is the you're either going to die randomly from a bombshell, from an artillery shell, from a sniper... Or you're going to die in this chaotic melee, this cesspool of violence whenever the charges come or whenever you have to charge a uh, a trench. I mean, that is conveyed in both movies very well and in slightly different ways. I mean, the original movie was made not long after the war ended itself. So, I, I, I will get off my soapbox about the original movie and I will say... Please watch that if you enjoyed this movie. In the end, I think I prefer the original, but I really think that you could go either way. Some people are without a doubt going to like this new version better. And in the end, they're both just really good movies. So one of the themes that I think in this movie that is displayed very well is the trifecta of hell that World War I was specifically on the Western front. But in a lot of ways, what war can be for any grunt soldier in any war, but specifically feels hellish in World War I. The first leg of this trifecta of hell that World War I is, is the conditions in which these soldiers are living in. This is just what life is like whenever you're not fighting and not being killed or killing. And that is starvation, being uncomfortable, being wet, being muddy and also just the tedium having these extended periods of inaction and boredom takes over while you're also in very uncomfortable circumstances and you're also hungry it can kind of drive you crazy that part was i think shown a little bit better in the in the original but one thing that they did in the new movie they time and time again kept coming back to hunger and starvation. The TDM wasn't as much in there, but it it was in there some, Uh, but I did appreciate how much hunger and food played a part in this movie because that was also a major theme in the original movie, and they kept coming back to it. I mean, you got to think, logistics is what war really comes down to, and when you have literally millions of mouths to feed, it can make sense that you might run out of food at times, and but yet you still have to have that manpower presence out front and that's not to say anything about I'm sure corruption or other geopolitics that are going on that are causing these food shortages but just the numbers alone it would be so difficult to feed these people but what it's like for the soldiers themselves is desperation and ravenousness and even a degradation of one's morals in order to simply feed themselves They don't get too into the weeds about the degradation part, but there's some palpable scenes like one where they take over a trench and they see the kind of kitchen trench area. And in the middle of the fighting, they just start stuffing their faces. And I thought that was a really tangible and humanizing scene that shows just how horrible the conditions are for them that in the middle of a life or death situation they can see food and just stop everything just so they can stuff their faces so on top of the hell that is just their logistical situation they also have the classic problem of being killed at any moment you could die from an artillery shell you could die from a sniper bullet you could you're at any moment one of your friends that you've grown this camaraderie with can just die from anything at any time and it feels so pointless or you can die in a chaotic frenzy that happens whenever the action really starts and these giant infantry charges are happening and And all of your friends and everyone you know is dying to a machine gun that is set up perfectly to mow down lines of men. There are a million ways to die in the Western Front. And the fear of not knowing which one of those ways is going to be you and when you're going to be next is part of that hell soup that is being made in this horrible scenario. And then the last part of the trifecta is just the actual act of killing another human being. It's not just bad to worry about dying there's also a whole nother section which is done so well in this story that shows how dehumanizing how desensitizing how soul-sucking it is to take the life of another person and over time you see this main character all these themes all three of these things coming together murdering other people having comrades die not being able to know what normal existence is for so long. All these themes that so many people have had to go through are personified perfectly through our main character. And you see this guy, Paul, from the very beginning in his happy-go-lucky, ready-to-serve-his-country romanticism, how that gets corrupted over and over and over again until the end of the movie happens and he is a husk of a person. I also liked some of the new themes that this movie brought out as much as I didn't appreciate on the, at first some of the narrative choices, especially the side plot of a politician making, trying to make peace with the French and this German general. I didn't want any higher ups in the movie because that's not really how the original worked and it's supposed to be more from the perspective of the soldier. I kind of wanted it to be more following in his headspace instead of getting into the others of these macro geopolitic kind of characters. But I will say as much as I didn't like that at first, thinking back on it, it allowed for some really some different themes and different messaging to come about. One of which being the futility of war. I really enjoyed enjoy is the wrong word I really appreciated the whole idea at the end of the armistice happening and then the main general being so gung-ho for the olden days and not feeling like his military glory had been achieved for him to order a charge just before the armistice kicks in and what's so crazy about that scene is that you see this brutal mayhem happen and then you know, five minutes later, once the clock strikes and peace is made, all these people that were just fighting for their lives and in this horribly violent struggle are now walking around like nothing had even happened really. I mean, there was no inherent sense of I need to kill you or you need to kill me. And I feel like that was so well conveyed in this movie. And it's something that wasn't really even touched upon in the original movie, so I have to give this one props for that. The battle sequences, as well, were so well choreographed, and not they did such a good job at not making it cool, not making it a war. It was it was horrifying. It was a horror movie of action sequences where even me, who in general in horror movies loves gore or in action movies loves good choreography, I was horrified. I was I was grossed out. I was scared for these characters who were just trying to survive, and for them to create such a sense of chaos but also such a spectacle and a conveyance of terror and realism it really i I love how they showed just how up close and brutal that this war could be whenever it really got going. And just because the nature too, I mean, you've got bayonets, you've got bolt action rifles that can't just spray people. So whenever you you shoot one person, you got to cock it back. So a lot of times you're just, you're attacking people with your shovel. You have to use your bayonet. You have to use your hands. You have to really get in there. And man, was it not just so visceral to the point of eliciting extreme emotional distress in the audience I feel like I could take a lot of stuff and I was very affected by those scenes, especially when they really like charge into a trench and that is just horrifying. I could talk a lot more about different themes that they did. I loved the hand-me-down theme of the way clothes and articles of clothing were handed down from character to character to kind of convey this cyclical nature of war and how and just to also just show the gravity of human loss of life within that world war um but i i am running out of time so i will say i'm gonna give this movie a 9 out of 10 i personally enjoyed the original more but i by no means am saying that that makes this movie any less good i think that i gave that one a 9.3 but that's that's a personal score So, I think that this movie has just as much merit as the other one, and I could totally understand why someone might prefer this one to the 1930 original. And I know this for a fact, that I am going to go and finish the memoir so that when I talk about this film in the future, I might have a little bit more of an informed uh, perspective. So, That's it for me this week. Next week, we're going to watch Paths of Glory, the Stanley Kubrick classic, 1960, I believe. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But I've been meaning to watch that movie for so long, so I'm very excited to get to it. But for now, I will say goodbye and thank you for listening. And isn't it so great that we're not sitting on the Franco-Prussian line right now waiting to die? (laughs) Have a good one, guys.